You're listening to the Glen Eagle INEC Arena podcast. Keep up to date with all our events by following us on Facebook or visiting INEC.ie. Dublin man Gavin James has well cemented himself into Irish culture as one of our finest singers and songwriters. With two studio albums and a live album under his belt, including hits like For You, Nervous, Hearts on Fire, Always and Glow, there's no denying this man's incredible songwriting and vocal ability. With over 1 billion streams online, he is undoubtedly one of our finest exports, playing sold-out shows all across Europe, America and Asia. I caught up with Gavin ahead of his latest show in the Glen Eagle Ionese Arena on New Year's Eve. Don't forget, if you like this podcast, you can subscribe to it and follow us online at Glen Eagle Ionese Arena for more. Gavin James. How's it going? Welcome back to Killarney. Uh, it's Love great you. to have you back. Yeah. This is... I would like 75th to think, time I yeah think I was thinking day. and like you started off in this room as well in this room uh, yeah it was actually the stage you can't see it on camera but the stage was actually the stage was there. mad looking yeah I did a gig here just 10 people yeah. when I played here first I remember getting ready in that room over there and looking at and be like come on <laughs> Like, we end up doing another gig in the pub yeah, yeah afterwards yeah. just, just we're in, in Clarny in the, just a little pub you know the little pub that's in the in the venue in the oh, hotel in the, the oh, very good. yeah, yeah. And they run across the way and we did more play to more people in the pub yeah yeah, yeah 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 what's it been like like if you look back now at that those gigs uh, to what you're doing today like you yeah. know i mean the the amount of progress like in such a short space of time not just in ireland but everywhere around the world like you're making impacts everywhere now that's yeah i find it it's been fun doing it to be honest i mean when i started it i did like the whole decade thing see mm-hmm. everybody's, everybody's doing the decade thing yeah, yeah now yeah. i did it yesterday one of my mates was like do a decade thing i was like i'll do a decade thing so, so 2009, 2009 was like 2009 i was in a pub and there was actually two people in the photo yeah the only people at the gig and then it was picnic or something like that but then loads of people are saying in their post saying like possibly the best decade i've ever had uh, about their own posts i was like yeah, but yeah. you've surely only been alive for two decades yeah like, that's what i'm thinking too like i mean yeah. if you're 25 or, like, or whatever you, it's probably <laughs> the only decade you can remember to be honest of course like, it's going to be class it's going to be better than yeah, the decade before like, well, i mean yeah uh, but mad but yeah. yeah no it's been great it's been good i mean everything outside of ireland has been been very lucky kind of going or getting to do the shows in holland stuff and all yeah, yeah. And stuff in america but yeah what what happened? I saw something. Was it the Philippines? Yeah, madness. Um, oh, in South Korea. South Korea. Madness. Yeah. So yeah. what happened there? Um, well, I was I was planning to go to South Korea anyway. I was chatting to the boys here, Code Line. Yeah. And they were going over there, and they were just testing the waters. Mm-hmm. And I checked, like, because you can check online who's listening to yeah. what parts. And it was a lot of Malaysia and a lot of Singapore and a lot of South Korean stuff. So I was like, yeah, okay. So we found a promoter in South Korea that would have us, and then we flew over. And then um, two weeks before we flew over, that BTS guy, Jimin, right, yeah, he yeah. tweeted about, or he tweeted, or did a video about us, and it, like it went mental. Up so there. they're like the biggest, but they're bigger than One Direction. They're massive. Yeah, they're yeah. huge. Like they're they're massive. Like they did like two Wembleys. Yeah, I think, and it's all in. It's a mixture of, of English and, and South Korean. Yeah, it's amazing. And there's like seven or eight of them in it as well. Yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah, he just gave me a big massive shout out for, for like the millions of. People mm-hmm. who are watching, yeah, yeah, like yeah. everything. It's still going mad. Like yeah, every time yeah. I refresh my Twitter, it's just everybody agree, agree, agree. And have you gone back since you know that that tweets to play shows over there? I did a gig. I did one gig there in South Korea in um, in Seoul about two a month ago. About a month ago, I think. I was class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was class. It was like a would have been like a, a like academy kind of size. Yeah, thing, yeah. Or Olympia kind of buzz. Yeah, but yeah. It was it was it was class. It must be crazy to, to think, you know, when you're when you're literally there's millions of people listening to you around the world, to just you sitting in your in your room like like yeah. writing songs like like what was it like like at the very start like did you 
did you were songs something that came easily out of you, or what did you find you had to really work on it to, to write? A I song? had to work on it. Yeah, yeah. I had so many bad songs. Um, no, no, not such thing as a bad song. But I, I kind of um, yeah, I wrote a load of tunes that were just didn't really mean a lot. Didn't have no me meaning behind them. Yeah. And then after a while, I was doing the gigs and pubs, and I think doing cover songs all the time in the pubs for like three and a half hours every night for the last well, there four years I was in Temple yeah. Bar really helped me kind of. Because I was listening, playing all the like the biggest songs yeah. ever, and then when I was trying to write songs at home, I was like, in a, in a world of all these mad hit songs, yeah, like, yeah. Not, like I kind of learned from the best nearly because mm -hmm. I was playing the songs all the time. Yeah, yeah. So then I'm, after a while, I just kind of grinded out, and I'd try a new song every every night more or less. Yeah. At the pub gigs, and if they didn't go well, I'd be like, ah, oh. and then sometimes they go well, and one of them went really well, in in where I used to be aiming Dorans. And then people started coming in next week for that song and sang along to it. And I was yeah, like, yeah. Ah. And then a bit, month went by and like, everybody like was coming in and singing along to this one song I had. Yeah. And then I quit because I was like, this is deadly. Yeah, yeah. I, like, actually, people actually sang along to one of my own, which is usually it was just Galway Girl and yeah, yeah. And then Oasis or everything else. And did you love doing covers or did you want to do originals class. as well? Yeah, some yeah. of the best times I've ever had ever doing that. Yeah. So much fun. Like it's just just playing. There's no stress. It was. It was just. Delhi. Yeah, yeah. Also as well, like just getting out of school, I was like seventeen. Yeah. And I went to college, but I didn't really go to college. What you do? For like two months. I did the rock school in Ballyferman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, went yeah. there for like a month. Yeah. And then I, I kind of, I was doing Temple Bar gigs at that time, and I was, eventually there was two gigs and three gigs and it's five gigs, and then I was out after the gigs. Yeah, was yeah. And then I was just too hungover to go to college. Right. And then, but it was great being seventeen years of age, and then going into pubs yeah. and doing the gigs and earning. Just having a, a living from mm -hmm. doing them gigs so quick from school. Yeah. So it was because I never had any money before that from anything because I worked in Tesco, I think, for two weeks. Did you work in Tesco? Yeah. yeah. Where, where in, in, in Dublin? Prussia Street. Oh, the one in, uh, near Manor Street. Okay, right. Is it Prussia Street? Near the cotton market? Oh, God, I don't know. Yeah, That's I used to have bad. long red hair down to here. Yeah, yeah. Down to here, and I used to tie it back. And uh, all the grannies used to think I was a lady, and every time they just used to, they used to get <laughs> you'd no beard, obviously, you know. They used to get scared shitless. I had a little beard, yeah, like yeah. a tiny one, like a, like a whatever seventeen year old beard. And right. I used to turn around and be like, yeah. <laughs> they were looking for the milk. I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. well, I mean, it's 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 nearly twenty twenty now. That that's yeah, acceptable. Yeah. Like, Class, sorry. my beard wasn't <laughs> acceptable though. My beard was shocking, shocking, yeah, shocking. Yeah. So obviously, like you weren't, you know, exactly. Uh, ecstatic, like working in Tesco for a living. Like no, no, the pubs were so much more fun. Yeah, yeah, and it was, yeah, it was great. I, I loved them. It was great. Me and my buddy Craig. Mm -hmm. Did he's crying outside? Oh, so yeah, uh, I can hear him. Yeah, yeah he, he wanted to be interviewed, but the uh, yeah. yeah, sorry, Craig. Sorry, Craig. Um, Craig and Brian. Yeah, McGovern. Like they, they would be your best friends growing up as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, in school, I mean, me and Craig met in school, and for the last was it the. Graduation. Okay, yeah, yeah. So graduation, and um, we we didn't really know each other in school until we did the graduation, and then I was like, oh, you're really good at guitar. Yeah, you're yeah. Really good at singing. So we just met each other over that, and then after that, we just kind of hit it off and just been best friends for the last, yeah, whatever it was, 10, 13 years. Yeah, yeah. And did yeah. he? Were you writing together as a band, or or were you just? We're doing cover songs. We wrote mm. together a little bit. I mean, I I always he always wrote by himself, and I wrote by myself, and then we did write songs together. Eventually, yeah, and then but I, I kind of always um, had my separate thing as well. So I did like I was in a rock band while I was doing the, the Temple Bar gigs, yeah, but doing like uh, just like really late night gigs in like the upstairs and Wheelands and doing yeah. all this sort of stuff, yeah, yeah. And um, so that was where I got all my songs about them were like Wolf Mother kind of vibe and like okay, Led Zeppelin yeah. vibe. So I was yeah, kind of screaming yeah, yeah. a little bit more, yeah. But um, and then I went to do the pub gigs, and then I think doing the acoustic gigs kind of helped me figure out the craft of like songwriting, what yeah, to do. yeah, and uh. Yeah, that's how I kind of learned. And then I met Brian after that. Now they're in the Sarah Luce lads. Yeah. 
Andy's there as well, and they're smashing it. So yeah, yeah. So it all worked out. Great. And like you're saying, like you were like you were playing like like nearly metal, like yeah. Like, literally, I had the metal zone so pedals. I used to just yeah. Uh, yeah, obsess over Wolf Mother and like Biffy Claro, who I still obsess over. Biffy yeah, Claro right. class. Um, yeah, yeah. And then eventually, I mean, I met Simon Neil from Biffy Claro came in when I was doing my first album. Right. He came, I was doing Twenty Two, which is one of the saddest songs in the whole fucking world. Yeah. And I was playing that, and he knew somebody in the studio, and he came in, and was like, "All right, Gavin." No <laughs> I was way. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Started so, freaking out. So and he, he's like an idol too, obviously. Oh, then, like, he's like yeah, yeah. Scottish Santa. He's amazing. Yeah. He's such a lovely fella. But he came in, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Because I was just like, "This is fucking weird." And what did he, what did he say to you? He's, he came in, and he was like, "Can I play in this song as well?" I was like, "Yes, you can." Oh, so he's yes. he's on it. He played um, the acoustic guitar on it. Yeah. Really? So he did that, and then we did a version of it together, which um, we ended up. Do, it's somewhere in yeah. emails. I don't yeah, know where yeah. it is. We well, yeah, he's class. Are you gonna release that one? I don't know, man. You never know. Yeah. yeah, give him a show. But yeah, he's he's last. But that was one of the. I was like, fucking hell. Yeah, Simon yeah. Neil, like. What did you start off when you were you know on your own as Gavin James? You know, releasing your own music. Yeah. When did when did things when did you notice things to start you know happening? When did you realize people were knew you for your music? I think when I did release that song, there's a song called Say Hello. I released mm. that like in 2012. Yeah. I think it was around the same time I was, I was uh, the Code Line Boys had just released there. Yeah, yeah. All I want. And um, I was cheeky. I was like, "Yo, do you want to bring me on tour? Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> and then they brought me to the UK and stuff. And I came back and did like the Wheelands. Yeah, I came back and did Wheelands, and I did another Wheelands. And then I think when that song kind of did its thing, um, I felt like something's kind of happening. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't know what to do next. I was like, "What the fuck do you do next?" <laughs> I actually do remember um, listening to you doing that live on Today FM. Yeah, about, I said that was 2011. That would have been 2000. Yeah, yeah. years ago. That's like. That's mad long ago. Like, that's the first time I heard eight years you. Ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember who who you were on with. It could was it, it could have been Newstalk. Well, it, knew it wasn't with uh, was it Newstalk? Because I did one session in Newstalk and I did that song. I think it, I have a feeling it could have been. I know. It could have, was it maybe Tony Fenton? Oh yeah, Tony Fenton. Was he, it him? He probably plugged that song a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like he's one of the first people to ever play. My yeah, song. yeah. But that was the so. first time I I heard you, and I was just mm. like. That voice is just Class. unbelievable. Like yeah. you know, and and Thanks, I think people love your voice because like not just uh, it's the high notes you reach. Like I mean, you can go higher than any other artist I've I've come across. Try your best, yeah. yeah. Try. How how what, did you did you always have know no. you had that high register? When I stopped, I kind of stopped doing as many gigs in the pubs, and then I used to I worked my voice a bit more at home. Yeah. And then I found out I was I was singing like Coldplay songs and stuff, mm -hmm. and I was flipping a bit more into falsetto, which I couldn't do before. And then eventually I started putting in every song I wrote. I just false out of false out. Yeah, yeah. Even the covers I put false out. So I used it so much that I think it just it grew a bit better over time. Yeah, yeah. Because if it did, when I was doing gigs in 2009 or whatever it was, it was like I didn't use any of it. Mm -hmm. I used to like flip sometimes accidentally right, into okay, it. Yeah. yeah, and then I learned how to use it. And then I did nervous. And then I was like, okay, this song's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that. And it was the first time I kind of like proper went for it, like false out kind of buzz. Um, like I think, that's, I think people. When you think of your music, like all, you can just think of like people like getting engaged, like yeah. or just like you're, you're, there's something very romantic about listening to Gavin James That's sometimes. Cool. Like, do, do people, people obviously have got engaged at your gigs before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that happened. Uh, first tour we ever did, and most tours, somebody gets engaged. Yeah, somebody always asks on Instagram. I'm gonna get proposed to me, Mrs. Or yeah, at the gigs. So yeah, that's always class. But the weddings are fun. If I can ever make it to a wedding, yeah, yeah, or anything. There's a few of them that I've done. I've been. It's lovely. It's great just to jump up. I just play Book of Love and then yeah yeah. Usually it's the Book of Love. They always hit the Book of Love for the wedding because mm -hmm. the rest of them are too sad. But um, but yeah, no, it's great. And then 
it's so easy to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Dublin thing. Tell me the story about Book of Love because I remember reading somewhere that was it your live at Whelan's Yeah, live at Whelan's gig, and it was an encore, wasn't it? It was an encore. Yeah. I wasn't meant to play. It. I actually cut it out of set because I didn't read another words. Yeah, and it kind of shows in the recording because the words are a little wrong. So right. like, I don't think anybody noticed. Nobody that. noticed, which is yeah. fucking. Weird. I didn't notice until fucking weeks or months or years yeah. afterwards. But um, yeah, no, that was just a random thing, and I uh, we recorded the whole thing obviously for the live at Whelan's album. Yeah, and then. We cut that bit out, and then we had this radio promoter in um, in Holland, and he was he's mad. He's still still my dude, and he he said like this is going to be number one yeah. in uh, Holland in the new year. And it was at right. Christmas when he said this, and I was like, there's no fucking way. Yeah. So it's literally a live recording from from Wheelands yeah. in Dublin, which is only like electric guitar and vocal. And he was like, I'm good. It's gonna happen. I was like, right. okay, cool. So mad. And then he got it on the radio in January, and we flew over. To Holland, and when we literally when we got there, it was number one on the radio. Was it? It's like mental, and that kicked off everything in Europe. Yeah, yeah. For me, so that's how Europe kind of kicked off, and then I, that's how the book of really got Europe kicking off, and it got America, and it got Capitol Records. Yeah. Interesting. And then we signed the Capitol Records in that same year. Tell me about America. Like, what was it like going over there for the first time? It's mad. There yeah. was, was Jimmy Kimmel show was the first time I think. Yeah, yeah. It's madness. Oh, actually, no, I went over there the first time with the Code Line Boys. Yeah. So that was madness. It's great doing like supports. I just do thirty-five minutes, yeah. and then you just go drinking. <laughs> and what, what was like? What was going through your head? Like you know, going. I'm going over playing on Jimmy Kimmel. Like. Yeah, no, it's mental. Yeah, you don't yeah. really think about it until you do it, and then you're like, yeah, oh, that was cool. And then you meet them, and then you meet all these people. Even the James Corden show was just like, it's just mad. Yeah, it's not really. It doesn't feel real to be honest. So it's, it's yeah, it's pretty mental to be doing them things. But yeah, them things. The things you think of a lot when you're growing up. Like, I remember watching other voices when I was a kid with my dad all yeah, the time. Yeah. My dad would always be like, even when I was like 10, he'd be like, Why are you not on that? Why yeah. are you not on that? Later, with Jules Holland and stuff, he'd say, Why are you not on that? Yeah, and yeah. then, so the other voices, when other you're voices like, happened, I'm, I'm 10, dad. I'm 10. Give me it. a couple of years. <laughs> but, like, yeah. even when we did other voices, I was like, My dad loses shit. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he, 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 he loves it. He loves it more than I do, to be honest. All the kind of madness. He's a huge fan of yours. Yeah, he's last. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd say a lot of people, because I, I, I've heard, like, he's a postman, isn't he? Yeah. So people would, would uh, he'd be well known around Dublin. Yeah. Uh, so people would often stop him and talk about talk about you. Yeah, well, he talks yeah. to, he stops and talks to them, talks about me, to be honest. Yeah. He stops everybody on. He used to, like, when we were up for, like, a Meet Your Choice Award years in 2012 for Say Hello, he used to r- roll his cart. And like give right. out pamphlets to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Saying vote for him, vote for him, vote for him. Really? And he saw them talk for him, to them for like ten minutes each. He's mad, like. So he's like your main promoter. Oh yeah, like, he's insane. Yeah, yeah. He's mad, yeah. yeah. But he dresses up as Santa as well every Christmas. What's the story I heard about? Um, he said something to you about the three arena. The time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he said he bet him a tenner. I bet him a tenner. I went to see Velvet Revolver there when I was in the first gig I went to ever. I think it was the tr- when it was the point. Yeah. Velvet Revolver playing there, and I said, I bet you a tenner I'll do this gig. In a, I was like four years, okay. so I would have been 14. Yeah, so, yeah. like, we would have been, no fucking way. But, um, yeah, eventually I did it. Well, I was like 23 or something like that. And he gave me, yeah, he gave me the tenor. He gave me the tenor. So like, that must, that must be an incredible feeling to to play the three arena itself. Yeah. Like, you're only there a few nights ago for the. Um, yeah, the for, the, for the 2FM thing. Doing that, I did yeah. that was class. That was that was nice. It's great. I did four songs. So, I just rocked on. Yeah, yeah. Rocked off. It was great. Yeah. A lot yeah. of fun. It's, it's some, yeah. That gig is mad. What's it like playing to the like your hometown of Dublin? It's Delhi. It's just comfy. It mm-hmm. just feels really nice. Everybody just just wants to have fun. To be yeah, honest, yeah, yeah. Yeah, same with tonight. I mean, the INC as well. It's just everybody yeah. just wants. It's New Year's as well. So it's like, and I'm on at like eleven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So people are going to be going mental. Yeah, hopefully, people are going to be in great form tonight. So that's what that's what you want. I mean, that's that's yeah. important, especially when yeah you're rocking out with the band and stuff. So, but I think the great thing about you as well is that you you know you can play stadiums all over the world, but like get you in a room of you know. 
40 people. Yeah, I love that. No, like not. the Ruby Sessions in Dublin. Yeah, know, I love one that. Of the most, it's one of the nicest gigs you can do yeah. in Dublin. Because you know it's so, you fuck so up. intimate. Like. You know when you fuck up. So. Yeah, you do, yeah. <laughs> like, because yeah. it's so quiet. It's yeah. just so insane. Connor just makes sure everybody's... Yeah, it's yeah. like a church. So you yeah. go in, like, and if you fuck up on guitar, you like, it's the first thing I realized when I did the first time, like years ago, that like, shit, I really gotta work on my guitar work. Yeah, yeah. Because you're doing gigs all the time, and I was beating the shit out of the guitar when I was doing like pub gigs. And stuff. Yeah. And I just never really. I used to do all the triplets all the time, but when you're doing a gig in front of four, like forty people, in the yeah, yeah. Room, like I, I usually just talk for twenty minutes in between songs. Yeah. Particularly when it's a small gig, because I'll just get more nervous and then. Nervous, funny will just yeah, happen yeah, somehow. Yeah. Do you find that you do talk more when you're nervous? Way more, yeah. I talk a lot more when I'm doing a s smaller gigs. I talk a lot more because mm -hmm. if it's much e easier to kind of grab, yeah. to crowd and have like a bit of banter back yeah, and forth. Yeah. Like, would you be more comfortable so on a bigger stage than you would be in playing in front of a small crowd? I don't know. I love both of them to be honest. Yeah. I love to kind of do both because I love doing uh, like the Olympic is, is deadly because I did that by myself and I've done it with a band. Mm. So I I I love the two of them are. Totally different gigs. Yeah. So if I do it by myself, it's just really chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I, most of it is me chatting about the songs and then chatting about everything in yeah. general. And just like, and then usually somebody's like, "Oh, look, Gavin's like, what's cracking?" Yeah, band yeah, between, yeah, yeah, back yeah. and forth. And then with the band, it's just like from the get go, it's just like it's in, and people are jumping up and down, going crazy. And mm -hmm. so it's a little bit of a different gig. But yeah, I love both. I try to incorporate a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah. How many times have you played the Olympia? I don't. I did it three when I did it the first time. It was. It was three, two nights, yeah. I think. And that was one night the first time, then it was two nights, and then I did three nights last year. Yeah, yeah. This year. I was talking so. with, with um, Danny O'Reilly from the Corona. He did it 37 times yeah, over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, Fuck. I was asking him about that. I was like, 37? That's insane. How would how, like, like, if you add up that, yeah. how many people is that in general? Like, if that was... What is yeah. it, about two and a half? No, 2,000? It's, two, it's pretty much yeah. on the nose, 2,000. So, like, if you're like, yeah, so that's like yeah, yeah. 74,000 people. Over the, over the last 10 years. Insane. I was giving out to him because I was like, why are you only bringing out your live album now after like 37 gigs? I know, yeah, yeah. They just brought out um, Had to make sure it was... Yeah. Make sure it was good. To get a, get the right one. Right. Lucky number 37. Yeah, yeah. Have you any plans on bringing out another live album? I would love to, yeah. I think I might do something for the next one. Yeah. I'm trying to think of different ways to do it, to be honest, because I don't know why way to release um, stuff now, because I'm, yeah. I'm thinking single, 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 single album. Yeah, yeah. Because I think I released too little from the album that I released. The only thing at home. Yeah, yeah. I went more single, 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 single. Um, yeah. Dragged it a little bit. But um, yeah, I don't know. I have so many new tunes, so I'm trying to yeah. writing everything on piano now instead of the guitar. Okay. And I'd say you only, you only learn piano in the, oh, the Shocking, last shocking at it. Yeah, yeah. But it actually helps so much being really shit at it because <laughs> I'm surprised every time I put my hands on it. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't know what the notes are and I keep writing stuff that I would never go near on guitar. Yeah, yeah. Because I just have, the, the, like, my brain goes, oh, that should go there. Yeah. On yeah, guitar. Yeah, I've been playing yeah. for like tw nearly 20 years now. So like with the piano I've been playing for, I wouldn't even say I've been playing it properly at all. Yeah. But yeah, but it's so nice to. But you started playing it live as well. Yeah, I can yeah. play it always, and yeah, because that's four chords. So is that the, is that the <laughs> only song you've learned on it? I, I can do that, and I can do all yeah. my new songs on it. Okay. But um, yeah, because I have like twenty. Though. I got a piano in the house. Yeah. Uh, a couple of months ago, and I just started playing it every morning. Yeah. With a coffee and just. Do the next door neighbours be uh, knocking on the No, one of the next door neighbours is an opera singer, actually. Really? Yeah, I just hear her every, every, yeah, every like, Friday evening. So sing, it's just you're, you're all opera. just singing in your own houses. Yeah, like, just I've, I've yet to meet any of them. There's like flats next to my guys. Yeah, yeah. Do they know it's Gavin James next door? I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't really play always on the piano, so I'm yeah, yeah. shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't every, every Friday evening. Yeah. Yes. 
That's what they're getting free gigs all the time. Ah, yeah. That's yeah. what I said. That's what I don't care. Ah, fuck. So you're, you're saying. It's great if they fucking hated me, to be honest. Well, they were like, fuck it, Harry. I haven't met anybody that hates me. I would move the piano closer. I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. And get some speakers. Get a, get, yeah, mic it up. Have a glass. <laughs> get a PA system mic, in. Mic yeah. up the PA yeah, system. <laughs> Um, you're, so you've 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 a new album written, so do you? I have lots written now. I don't yeah. know how album worthy it is, but I have, I definitely have like, I've written about thirty on that piano. Yeah. So I'd say about seven of them I'm very happy with. Yeah, yeah. Like really, and then there's another couple of them that I've written in studio this year with the lads in the band. Yeah. Um, that are like five of them, and then I write with all the stuff on the piano. It's just, it's it feels a bit more natural. To mm -hmm. be honest. So all that I'm really excited about all that because it kind of brings it back a little bit more to. The live of Williams kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's kind of especially because it's different. It sounds a lot different than anything really. It's kind of Randy Newman esque. Okay, very good. It's like, Toy Story. <laughs> like you're going to be singing. You got a friend in me. Literally, yeah. I've got a song that sounds hilarious like that. <laughs> really? Yeah, but it's in a, in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do you find you know the difference between writing on your own and like collaborating with with other musicians? I didn't. I don't. Songwriters. You have to know them. I think. I think you have yeah. to like. I love writing with people just because. But I find if I write with people. If it can turn really quickly into a song that I'm never gonna do, mm -hmm. which is kind of nice because then I can just focus on writing a song for somebody else. Yeah, which is nice. But um, I, I've I've written with some people that I, I love writing with. Like there's one guy I wrote um, a couple of the songs on, on the last album. His name is Ollie Green. Okay, and I write a lot with him because he's just really he bounces he bounces off him. Yeah, yeah. He kind of guides you in the right way instead of yeah, yeah. Instead of jumping in and saying like a lyric like. Oh, the girls on the dance floor, and I fucking hate that shit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Little things like I think the trick. I think the trick of writing songs with people in general is like you have to know when to take. Like I have to know when to take a backseat, and or to drive the car. If you want to drive the car, if you're on a better buzz than somebody else that yeah. day, because that person that day could have written 300 songs that year. Yeah, and it's just another day for them. But for myself, I don't really. I write a song whenever it kind of happens. Yeah, yeah. So like, but sometimes I sit back and I'm like, oh, he's on it. Yeah, and I'll throw him whatever, but. I won't ruin the flow. So, like, it's mm. whoever's comfortable driving the car, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you go through dry spells? I did before... I did, actually, before the Only Take a Home album, and I wrote that whole album in, at Christmas. Really? The whole thing. Like, yeah, yeah. And it was... I had nothing, like, nothing. I had half of a song that made the album, and I finished it at Christmas, but I had, like, no songs. Like, yeah. Zero songs. And the label were like, what's the crack with the uh, the album? I was like, yeah. eh. you it's in my head, like, yeah, yeah, in my yeah. head. And then, yeah, we ended up, me and uh, Ollie wrote Always together. Yeah. And that was the first song that, uh, that we wrote. And then after that, everything just went, mm -hmm. just came out then. What's the response been since uh, your, uh, Only Take It Home? Delhi, yeah. yeah. It's grand. It's, uh, it's brought me to loads of different places. So. Yeah. Brought me over to, like, we did a world tour this year, which was, yeah. which feels like, Years ago, we did a world tour and we went everywhere pretty much. Yeah. So kind of, I really wanted to do that. Yeah. Properly and see if it could be done, like properly, and then I actually did it. And I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah. So we're gonna try to do it again next year with the next stuff. And it brought you to outer space as well. And I yeah, fucking mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you launched the album. You launched the album on yeah. a balloon. Yeah. Brought it with a camera. Yeah, like an uh, like a mad. To be honest, it was like a like a titanium weird balloon. Thing yeah, yeah. From like SpaceX. Yeah. But yeah, the lads they just threw it up in Scotland. Yeah. And we faked it. It was like in Phoenix Park, but like. All right. So like it was the same green. Okay, so right, okay. But now we did it, and then it landed somewhere in Wales, I think. Yeah. Yeah, in some if, farm. If you if you check out the video because it's it's class to look at. It is mental, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the songs over and stuff. It's class. Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of people don't think it's real. 
would have cost so much oh, more it's money. Been like the moon landing or something. Yeah, it would have cost so much more money to not do it. Like to yeah, actually yeah. Yeah, like fake it, special Set up effects. Studio. Yeah, yeah. Would have been insane. Yeah. yeah, no. Yeah, went up and then popped and then came back down. Mm-hmm. I was bricking it just in case I fell on somebody. Could you imagine? Oh yeah, they got hit by a Gavin James CD. Be fucked. They actually would. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it was my neighbours that hate me. <laughs> <laughs> if um, you were saying as well, like the amount of uh, touring you've done uh, yeah. since the do you, do you, do you tire yourself out? No, I, I find it easier to be on tour than than not being on tour because it's yeah. I find it it's so handy just to eat eat healthy. People always say it's harder to eat good on tour and like yeah, yeah. be good on tour. But I, I to start this year, I was like. I went off the beer completely until the summer. Yeah. More or less. And I plan on doing the same next year. Yeah. But um, yeah, and it was so much easier to do on tour because I was so gigging so much. It was like three days yeah. on, one day off, four days on, one day off. Okay. And we're traveling so much, there was no point in having a drink. Yeah, yeah. So, and then like, even eating wise, it was just like, let's just make sure everything backstage is like, there's some salad. Yeah, yeah. Chewing it. All that sort of stuff. I think my body was went into ketosis or something like that. Yeah, so I went didn't like know what was happening. Madness, because I was massive at Christmas. I was like, no, I'm definitely still big, but I was massive at Christmas. And then I started drinking like nothing afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And it just made it so much easier to keep the energy up and everything. It's just class. Um, with the new music, um, what's the plan? Are you going to bring out singles over the next, uh, for 2020? Or what are you going to yeah, do? I have one. I have one coming out in February, I'd say. Okay. So that's the next single. That'll be the start of the next album, I think. And then... Before the summer, there'll be another one. And then I'm probably going to do a collaboration with somebody as well. Yeah, very good. Uh, well, listen, thank you so much. Thanks very uh, much, buddy. I'm looking forward to the gig. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Glen Eagle INEC Arena podcast. If you liked this podcast, make sure you subscribe to this channel and follow us online for more.